Are you sick and tired of that political news crap? Then listen to Poor Entertainment every other Tuesday, right here on the Journey into Comics Network. JourneyIntoComics.com The following, following. the following is a Journey into Comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 224. I am your host, Nate. Hope everyone is doing well on the final day of 2018. We have survived this horse shittery of a year. So, guys, uh, since I last talked to you, Christmas happened uh, last Tuesday. Weddings have happened, like all kinds of crazy shit. So, I don't really know where I'm going to start. Probably all the way back at Christmas, huh? So... It's difficult um, to to just do the amount of Christmases and the things we do because we have to go see a lot of people for Christmas time, you know. So on uh, the twenty second, which was a couple Sundays ago or Saturdays ago, we went to Veronica's family's Christmas and that was a great time. And then on um, Monday, when last week's episode dropped, we went to Sarah's family's house in the evening on Christmas Eve for a little bit and hung out and then we returned there again Christmas morning for a little bit and then we went down to Veronica's and got her and then brought her and hung out for her with her for a bit and we're going to get into all that so we go to Sarah's parents I'm just going to start there and uh the night before was fun we were all hanging out we were just eating a bunch of snacks Sarah and Veronica had made snacks you guys can hear that story retold on uh the last episode of Foodies that just came out. Where's the Tylenol? Uh, and so they were, you know, we were all snacking out and everybody's having a good old time. Unfortunately, almost every place was closed. So we didn't actually get to eat dinner. We just like snacked out insanely. And it was like, holy shit, I've had too many snacks. And I'm going to go into a sugar coma here. Uh, what are we having for Christmas? We're having diabetes. Like that's, that is what is happening. So we hang out there. And then, like I said, the next morning we got up and it was like time to go do the presents thing. So we brought our gifts we had gotten for people and, and whatnot to distribute and pass out. And uh, there was a little Christmas morning like breakfasty thing. Sarah's mom had made some cheesy potatoes and some ham sandwiches and stuff like that. And it was nice, you know. And uh, like I said, part of the gift we had brought was the treats. So they had already been enjoying some of our Christmas to them, like all the hard work that had been put into making those happen. So... We, you know, we're hanging out. We do the, the present exchange thing. And let me tell you something. Like, it was a blast. Uh, everybody got really cool things. Everybody seemed really happy. Everyone was really just having a good time. Sarah got a new phone. That was really great. She's not had a brand new phone in, like, five or six phone generations at this point. So her getting a new phone is, like, really great for her, you know. Uh, luckily, I, it seems like I've survived the onslaught of... Uh, the worst sickness of 2018 it got everyone around me really bad uh i've had a little bit of a sneeze but that's about as far as it's gone my uh you know my immune system typically does me pretty well so we're at christmas and i I just going to retell the the few things i got at sarah's parents house because it was like really awesome so uh sarah's sister sandy got me the uh the uh deadpool 2 super duper cut and the Misfits Horror Business uh, reaction figure, which is fucking incredible. I want to now collect that whole set because she got me that one. Uh, and then David got me a Misa Fitz shirt, which is Jar Jar Binks. And it says Misa Fitz instead of Misfits. And it's, it's got the Misfits eyes and Jar Jar's eye space, which is fucking hilarious. And then uh, I got uh, Avengers Infinity War. So getting in Infinity War on Blu-ray is awesome. I've been jamming that movie since it came out in theaters last April. To finally have it on Blu-ray is great. Got the super duper Deadpool cut on Blu-ray. That was fucking great. Sarah's mom, being a fucking gangster that she is, got me a uh, $50 gift card to a shoe place, which was pretty cool because I need a new pair of kicks. Uh, but also, she got me Red Dead Redemption 2. And you guys, holy shit, it's the first video game I think I've played since Uncharted 4. And, like, really played, like, sat down and took my time to play. Oh, I guess, um, 
the fractured butthole uh, would have been actually the last game I played. But uh, the last, like, that kind of, like, I don't know, action shoot 'em up kind of style game, it's been a while. So getting back into Red Dead Redemption and that whole world has been honestly incredible. Uh, the first Red Dead Redemption, I didn't play Red Dead Revolver, but when Redemption came out on 360, I jumped and bought it and was in love with it and fucking played the shit out of it. And uh, I I was hoping at some point they would return to that world, and I'm really enjoying Arthur Morgan's story so far. I'm not very deep into the game. Uh, it's a humongous world. I think I'm like 7 or 8% in, so it's... Very, 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 very early on for me in Red Dead. And I'm actually looking forward to wrapping up this episode of Journey into Comics so I can actually play Red Dead Redemption 2 at some point tonight, hopefully, let's say. So, we leave Sarah's parents' house and we go down to V's house where we hung out. And she was not having the best day, so we, like, cheered her up and, and tried to, like, just change the energy. And it was, it was you know, it's good. It was, it's always... Um, the three of us together is always amazing. So it was it was a blast to be there at Christmas. We ended up recording the foodies that you guys heard last Wednesday, if you're listening to that show. And that was great. Uh, then Sarah and I had to head home. Uh, and that was Tuesday night. Wednesday, God, you know, I don't, I don't really, oh, you know what? So Wednesday, we had to do a covert mission. And I mean covert mission because we had to kind of be not 100% truthful with Veronica, which sucked. But it was all for the greater good. So for Christmas, um, I did not, uh, we did not, in fact, have Veronica's gift for her on Christmas Day, which broke my heart and bummed me out. I thought it would be here in time, but shipping kind of failed us. And uh, we got it when we got it. Well, here's the deal. It was going to arrive at my dad's on Thursday. So I was like, fuck it. We got no plans. Sarah doesn't have lessons. I don't have any gigs lined up. Like, let's just shoot down to Hoopston. We'll sneak down there. We'll stay the night. We'll stay until her base shows up, we'll get the base, we'll drive back on Thursday, we're going to pick V up, because Ollie's getting picked up by his dad, and then we can start our, like, holiday celebration on Thursday, so Sarah and I go down, we hang out with dad, it was nice to see him, good, he gave us some Christmas gifts there too, which was awesome, he got me, like, some uh, TP-Link little you plug them into the outlets, and then you can program your phone and turn the lights on and off, like, from wherever you are, which is amazing. So I can like do remote control light adjustment on the house and know like, okay, well the light in the living room is currently on. Like I need to shut that off where I totally forgot to shut that light off. Let me do that now. And that's cool. I would love to have my whole house on that system, you know, so I can always be able to go, Oh, well I did. I fucking forgot to turn that lamp. I wanted to turn off off. Oh, not a big deal. I'll just go to the app. Boop, boop, boop. And now it's off. Not, not, not anything you got to worry about. So I'm excited to get in and tinker with those, but I haven't started messing with that yet. Uh, so we're hanging out at dad's and then Thursday we got up, nothing's really going on. Uh, I didn't know when the delivery was going to be there. We had to pick up V, we wanted to pick her up around noon, but that wasn't going to probably end up happening because the shipment hadn't gotten there yet. So when the, by the time the shipment got there, dad's like, we're going to check the base out, but make sure it works. It's good. It's golden. So let's go ahead. Cause we got our, a dope ass base for Christmas. Uh, a short scale base, no less. But, um, so we hopped in the car, Sarah and I packed our shit up, hopped in the car, drove back to Lowell, scooped V up, took her straight to go get house of pizza. Uh, and then it was like, Thursday was like, a the precursor chill day because the very next day we had to get busy again. And you guys are going to hear some insights and details. I hope. On the first episode of 2019, uh, which will be Poor Entertainment dropping tomorrow. Quick drink break brought to you by Poor Entertainment, which I'm thinking this is the last one of this series. AP's going to probably be venturing on into something else, I think. So we're going we're gonna to see how this all shakes out. So anyways, thank you, drink break. Uh, so Friday... Friday's the real, like, okay, time to switch into high gear and get the shit going. We get up, we're hanging out, and we have to go to AP's wedding. Because, guys, AP and Liz from Adulting Ain't Easy got married last Friday. And I, like I said, I hope the AP talks about that in some detail uh, on his show. 
but we, you know, left and traffic was fucking horseshit, as I like to say. It was the worst ever. Uh, tolls were bad. Like, literally, we had to go through the, the cash lanes and the tolls because we don't have, like, an I-pass or anything. And the tolls were, like, fucking backed up into traffic. So it was like, oh, we're just waiting for 15 minutes to pay a toll. That's the whole great best wait I've ever spent time on was waiting to pay a fucking toll. And, you know, you can go and do the thing on the, like, the pay online seven days if you do the I-pass thing. I've been popped before on that and forgot to pay, and they've got me for tickets and shit. It's not fun. It's not pretty to deal with the state of Illinois like that. They want money, and they will find you. So, anyways, we finally get up to where this wedding is being held at this church. It is massive. Uh, I will save, just for the sake of love and respect, I will save giving my... Um, from a non-religious perspective viewpoint on how I felt about the whole wedding and everything because it's not about me. It's about AP and Liz. They put together a beautiful ceremony and like it was cool. It was great to be there for one of my best dudes and to see him like have that big day and Liz and him were beaming and it was it was a really truly beautiful moment. So we leave the wedding and we had like an an hour and a half wait between the wedding and the the fucking what do you call it the reception so we just straight up just said fuck it we're just going to drive to the where the place is it was like 30 minutes away so we drove there and sitting and we waited and then we went in and they the, the people they were like we're not quite ready but we're going to go ahead and I guess let you in but you can't go anywhere and we were like okay so the dude, like, held us back and was kind of shitty or whatever. And then his boss is like, no, that's not how we're going to do it. You guys go find a seat, chill, it's cool, it's great. We're going to get some apps going soon or whatever. And I was like, oh, they're going to take orders or whatever. I'm not really sure what's going on at this point. You know, I knew there was some food in store for the night. But I thought, oh, they're going to, like, offer to sell us appetizers in the interim until we go and do the fucking thing. That's fucking sign me up. Like, I'm all about that. Uh, I will say... That I'm really going to only be brief on the food side of this because I want to save that talk for foodies. I can really go in deep. Let's just save it to say the appetizers were nonstop and free. A part of the experience, which was outstanding. Uh, the dinner itself was amazing. The moments were beautiful. The speeches were great. The look of happiness between Liz and AP was just... Those two fucking found lightning in a bottle with each other. And I, I just think that the universe has a plan. And I don't necessarily mean God. I don't want you guys to take it there or whatever. And I know they got re- like had a, like a, a Catholic wedding. And it was huge, right? Um, and a lot, of, a lot of sitting and standing and kneeling and bending and praying and jumping and fucking crying and amening and fucking humming and all these different things going on all at once. It's a lot to take in. But like the moment is lost in that love for each other and you could see it on their faces they were just beaming with happiness and uh just from me on a side note not like the funny ha character pod father nate or whatever this is just me as the person on like a total different level like i've said it i th- i probably overly like been grateful but it just meant so much to sarah veronica and myself that we were able to be there that we were even thought of to be invited to be there because it was a very special moment. And maybe we didn't have any right being there. We did feel, I mean, you got to think, when I met AP, it was 10, 11 years ago at this point. Almost 12 years ago at this point, honestly. And he was a kid out of high school and getting ready to do the college thing and was into video games. And I was a dude selling video games. I was like his fucking weed dealer minus the weed. Plus the games, you know, uh, and we bonded as friends and whatnot. He hung out a lot and went and did parties with us and stuff, and it was great, you know. And I think that uh, AP cut his teeth with our crew back then. So to swing to the fast forward, and we're in a room with AP and Liz's closest friends that they went to college with now, and that's a different level of bonding, and their families. And we're neither of those things. We're not college friends. We're not families. Okay? We are kind of like that 
like towing the line thing. And it was uh it was great, man. It truly was a spectacular thing. Uh so one more time, congrats to you guys. Nothing but love and uh positive fucking energy going forward. I think you guys are fucking amazing. So, anyways, uh Friday oh okay. <laughs> I was thinking about not talking about this, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't speak about the end of my Friday evening. So while there was an open bar and a lot of good times being had, Nate had to be the sober uh, Sally, as it were. I mean, uh, you know, I had one singular drink in honor of AP. I had the old fashioned, which was like the men's um, signature drink of the wedding uh, or whatever. Uh, And then like, I went to straight up drinking water all night. It was water, 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 fucking water, drink more water, need more water, all the water. I was like, watered out. That is not the path that Sarah or Veronica took. They decide they're going to while out, have a good time. Why not? They're going to, they don't, they don't typically let loose. They don't get to let loose. We have to be very locked in place when we're out in public and doing things uh, and be a certain appearance to people. And we were in front of a lot of people that we hadn't really spent a lot of time with. So I think they, they thought that this is like, whatever, like, let's just have some fun. So they were drinking and, 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 and hammond up. It was great. Uh, we leave and we get gas when we leave and we didn't take the same way home that we took there. I think that's important to note because I think that might've been a big mistake. Maybe not though. I'm not quite sure. So, We're driving, and we're driving on, like, the back way of 94, which is, like, not even officially a road anymore. I think it's, like, Old Skokie Road or some shit. And V said she's not feeling really good, and I'm like, oh, she drank too much. Great. Now we're on puke watch, officially. And, uh, you know, she was doing okay. Fell asleep a couple times, like, kind of crashed down a little bit. And she's like, ah, you know, I'm not really feeling okay. And we were... Trying to get to a gas station because she said she was going to be sick. And that did not work. And then she needed to get sick a second time. She told me to pull over and I didn't get pulled over in time. So she got sick a second time. And uh, which was unfortunate. It happens. Uh, It's all the sugary drinks. They always get you. They always fuck your belly up. That's the truth, by the way, folks. That's real shit. That sugary shit mixed with alcohol fucks you up, and that's why you get super sick the the night of or the next morning, depending on how much and how crazy you get or how big your tolerance is, I guess, is another way to look at that, too. So, yep, cleaned up puke. That was a real thing. That happened. Uh, Saturday rolls around, and here's the crazy thing. V had to get up early in the morning because... Someone she knew had passed away, and, like, her the family had been like, could you make some treats? So she's like, okay. But we didn't have anything for the treats, so we got up super early. I ran to the store, got the treats, stu- the, at least the stuff for the treats, brought it back. She starts working on making the treats. She, she's like, at the latest, I have to leave at 11 because the thing's at 11.30, and I can't be late. I was like, all right, cool. We got this. We'll get it done by 11.30 or 11, no problem. So – Get everything done. Get her out the door. She's gone for like 20 minutes. Sarah's phone rings. It's Veronica. The fucking funeral is next Saturday and not the Saturday following her terrible evening after having a great evening, right? Because we had a fucking great time at the wedding, but then like the aftermath of the wedding was not the great time, you know? And you've got, you guys have all had that. Like you went too hard in the paint before and been like, oh shit, I drank too much. I need to fucking have like... 400 Pedialytes tomorrow morning or I'm not going to live. So, I'm trying to think about, okay, so Saturday, so that was yesterday. Shit, we're catching up to real time now. That's how it works. We went back to Hoopston yesterday, though. So after V gets back, after everything, we, we got ourselves together, packed everything up, and the three of us trek down to Hoopston to go visit Dad and officially have, like, Christmas, see my sister, see her son, my nephew, Mr. Sawyer James, and uh, that was a great time. Had a fun, had a had a blast. Watched a movie that ended up being a Christmas movie. I forgot was a Christmas movie. We'll again be talking about that on Foodies. Uh, and also this Christmas movie that is not a that I forgot was a Christmas movie makes me like realize that Shane Black has some sort of weird fetish for Christmas because Shane Black is a director that you guys know. He directed Iron Man three. 
I think he wrote parts of Iron Man 3, or he wrote Iron Man 3 as well. But that movie, heavily Christmas-themed without being a Christmas movie. This other movie we watched, same kind of thing. It's like Shane Black, what's up with that, bro? Why you got a thing for Christmas so much? I'm not really sure. So today got up. This is Sunday. I'm recording this Sunday going into Monday, obviously. And got up, hung out with Dad, didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Just, you know, kind of hung in there. Chilled. The girls dipped and went to Danville and did some bullshitting and whatnot and just checked out the landscape of that town that's changed so much since we've been around here um, and not been living in the area for a long time. I told Dad, I was like, look, here's the deal. Bears play on Sunday. I want to see the Bears fucking beat the Vikings. But I want to do it with you because we don't get to watch games. We haven't watched a single football game together this year. Dad and I used to watch every Bears game together. It was kind of like a ritual. I would come downstairs at like 1130 in the morning, still like half asleep. I'd crash onto the couch like half awake, half asleep. The pregame would get over. The Bears game would start. We would watch. We would usually argue about how the Bears were going to either quote win or lose or how they were going to blow it. None of that this time because the Bears are a different team. And they played really great, smart ball. They beat the Vikings 24-10. to Spoiler alert for those of you who might not have watched the game yet. Uh, yeah, so it was awesome to watch that with Dad. Then we had to pack up, head back here, and now here I am. Boom. Real time, we're recording a fucking podcast. And I've got some news for you guys. Not a whole lot to cover. We're not going to have an extraordinarily long episode today, folks. Um, maybe 40 minutes, maybe less, depending. I'm kind of beat. I'm a little uh, wore out from doing all the going and not really stopping. I mean, I literally have traveled almost every single day. Let's see. We had a show on the 20th. I traveled on the fucking 19th. I traveled on the 18th. I traveled on the 17th. So I have done at least two hours of driving every day since December fucking 13th was the last day I did no driving. Every other day I've been to either Hoopston, Lowell, fucking shows, Lafayette for LafayetteCon, uh, fucking another show. Um, so, you know, driving, man, I don't hate it. It's just uh, living your life kind of in a car, your body starts to wear out. And I've noticed things about myself, like my back is starting to get these fucking weird things. Veronica's mom is a like a massage therapist, like high level. She's been doing it for a fucking couple decades now. And uh, I had her just check out some little nodes that showed up on my back one day. And she's like, oh, those are actually just scar tissue pockets. Um, see, on your pelvis, you've got these two little holes. And when you're sitting, your, your muscles and shit are rubbing up against there, which creates scar tissue. And that's what's in there. You have these little tiny scar tissue pockets. You just got to kind of like work them out. But they're never going to permanently go away. I was like, oh, great. So I've like permanently done damage to my shit for all the driving I've done. Great. You know, um, but anyways, I'm going to get off that fucking high horse, get us into some comic book news, get us into some real shit now, because we are here. It is the end of 2018, folks. Uh, next week, I will say, episode 225 is going to be, since it's the first official show of the new year, it is going to be a look back at 2018 and the things that I loved, whether it's albums, whether it's comic books or movies, any of these things. I just want to take like a good solid week to flesh out all the things that I want to talk about, all my tops from 2018, and then uh, move into the future because we're here. And before we officially get with the with the news on the, the comic stuff, I do want to say there are a couple quick announcements to make on the Business Journey into Comics Network side of the Podfather and everything that I do. So obviously you guys know that we're kind of trying to do this new rotating schedule thing. We had shows debut a little earlier this year than June be out of necessity out of uh the shakeup that happened at the end of April and uh that brought adulting ain't easy and kids for sale to life and now that's a part of the network you know and obviously AP has uh has took the poor rapport turned it into poor news and poor entertainment that way he can talk about the things he wants to talk about and you know he's been trying this new format and it's been great so all these things considered, we had like a, a, a landscape shift. We lost some shows, we gained some shows, and then I thought, man, how cool would it be if when we get into 2019, we debut two new shows to replace shows that are coming off the network while we already have some shows that are already established running, and then that way we can run these new shows from January to June 
and you guys get a big chunk of them. We can kind of like do these seasons. Every six months, you're getting slight rotations and variations to the network, and you're always getting different shows and what have you. So, uh, to mention the shows and the things that are coming, I just wanted this is the brief announcement that I did want to make. Uh, every other Sunday, starting on January 6th, we will be bringing you Dungeons with Dudes. The first episode's already recorded. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you can already listen to that. Yes, I am telling you right now, if you give us $1 for that early access and exclusive content, you get Dungeons with Dudes literally seven days before the rest of the world, and it's a dollar. And you get to hear all this amazingness and this new style of show we're doing for the network uh, as we venture into some new shit, man. And I'm really really looking forward to what the Dungeons with Dudes have to offer. Also want to mention it, January 25th, it's the last February of 20, or the last, see I can't even fucking talk, it is the last Friday in January in 2019, and that will be the debut officially. Now, if you're in real time, yesterday you heard uh, the bonus episode, the teaser as it were episode of Crucial Tunes Episode 0, which was Let's Start This Party With a Bang. Episode 1 drops on January 25th, and we'll be going bi-weekly opposite The Voice of Survival, which will return one week prior. I think that's on, like, the 18th of January or something like that, if my math is correct. I'm pretty sure it is. So, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on, guys. We're, we're, we're switching it up. I've been teasing AP might be trying kind of trying to change the format yet again on his show to kind of evolve it. And I think it's always good to look at yourself and your show and go, how can I be better? How can I change? How can I evolve? How can I adjust? How can I think outside the realm of myself? And I know Journey into Comics is kind of the same horse and wheel. We've been doing this fucking shit for a long time. But it works for me. It's what works for you. If I just riff and tell you guys how I'm feeling and what's going on, report the news, and just tangent my shit away until I get to where I'm trying to go, it's what you guys signed up for. That's why the network exists in the first place, because people thought it was fucking fun or whatever. But now here we are, guys, and I'm really looking forward to what 2019 has to bring for the network. And that's not all, because we actually are still getting acquisitions. And what I mean is... I'm always scouting people who may or may not know how talented they are. And what I mean by that is they may be doing a thing that has nothing to do with podcasting. They might be a lead singer of a band. They might be an author. They might make costumes. They might be any number of things. They might just be a person in the world who has a 9-to-5 job who has interesting stories. I like to find those talented people, though, and go, look, here's the deal. You create a show that is what you want it to be. You can put it on our brand. We're going to promote the shit out of it. You're immediately going to have visibility, and we'll grow this motherfucker, right? And these acquisitions, man, you know, we we just got a very, very, very solid one. And I'm going to just break it here now. He's teased it and talked about it here and there. Um, But officially, Brian K. Morris, you guys have heard him on Journey into Comics a couple other times. He's officially joining the network. It's true. It's damn true. We don't know what officially Brian's role and capacity is going to be yet. He may be bringing a show. He may be bringing something else entirely. He may be taking a show that he already does and changing the format slightly to also include a podcast option because that's the kind of guy he is. And that... We're going to look at a launch sometime in the summer. We're going to just have to wait and see. So lots of stuff coming. We've got the end of Gallifradio, the end of Kids for Sale, both those coming up in the next couple Fridays here. Uh, So check all that shit out, guys. We have had an amazing 2018, and I can't wait to do all the cool shit that we have planned for 2019. Now let's get into some comic book news. Let's look at this first article that says, A real frog happens to look like Wolverine and has claws. And apparently this hairy frog is so aggressive it will break its bones and push them through its skin to use his broken bones as claws. Okay, so he is hairy on his legs, which is weird. He kind of is dark brownish, wolverine-ish, kind of. The fact that he breaks his bones and pushes them through his skin to use his claws is fucking ridiculous and very, very wolverine-like. Um, I'm just curious, did everybody forget the Wolverine is actually an animal that exists? Why are we comparing frogs? It does not make sense. Thor was a frog. Wolverine is not a frog. It's a happenstance, folks. You're looking too far into it. 
All right. So to back it up, Christmas Day happened, and Netflix was supposed to drop the amazing Avengers Infinity War. Like I said, I got that for Christmas. Oh, 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 hold on. Holy shit. I almost forgot, like, some really other important stuff. We finally gave V her base for Christmas on Thursday when we got to the house. And she fell in love with it and named it Cassandra and was super stoked on it. But V also surprised me and got me Ant-Man and the Wasp on Blu-ray and Black Panther on Blu-ray, completing my Marvel Cinematic Universe set, right? So while we're at the wedding on Friday, I just want to tangent back to that. Uh, a package was delivered to our house. I told Sarah, I was like, hey, get your dad to swing by and pick that package up and get it inside. I don't want it to be rained on all night because it's my motherfucking comics, which came. It was my comics that I'd gotten as a Christmas gift from Sarah, uh, catching me up on The Walking Dead. And what I mean by that is, this is very interesting to note, because it actually, technically speaking, completes my run, although that's air-quoted completes my run, because I do now have, for the first time ever in my collection, an issue two. It is a 15th anniversary blind bag reprint edition issue two, that isn't the same cover as the original issue, too. It does have the OG image logo, which I appreciate the attention to detail. And they chose the same color uh, scheme for that logo for issue two. I also got one for issue one as well. They did those for, like, a lot of the different key issues. Uh, and it's, you know, part of me thinks, oh, man, I do really want to get, like, issue 100 and stuff. Uh, man, they did so much stuff this year for the fucking 15th anniversary of The Walking Dead. You got to think they also did... The Bills says in the wiki, I can't fucking say his name, but he did these amazing realistic drawing variant covers of The Walking Dead. Uh, so to get all those variant covers in and the blind bags of issue one and two, which technically speaking, I guess, completes my run of The Walking Dead, issues one through 186 with a majority of the variants. And in all actuality, I now only need first printings of issue one and issue two. I'm well aware of the odds of me actually getting them. I do know how hard those are going to be to find. Um, but I'm not really concerned with it. They'll come in time. I know I'm going to get them. I'll track them down someday. Them and the remaining 41 Spider-Man issues that I need to complete my original Amazing Spider-Man issue 1 to 700 run. Which, like I said, only need 41 comics. and Or 42. It's 41 or 42. And I'll have that run complete as well. And all those issues are from issue 100 and below. So those 41 or 42 issues are in the in the 1 to 100 range only. From 101 to current, I have all of them. It's crazy. So anyways, back to Christmas Day. They dropped on Netflix Avengers Infinity War. Uh, the entire description for this saying that, let's see. Where is the actual description? Uh, the entire description said... Superheroes amassed to stop intergalactic sociopath Thanos from acquiring acquiring a full set of Infinity Stones and wiping out half of all life in the universe. And then it lists people that are in the cast. So it's pretty cool that they were going to plan to release this. However, there was some controversy because there were half, almost, of Netflix users saying they could not find the, 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 the movie streaming on Netflix. It didn't exist. Uh, now, some people could not find it, maybe because they weren't searching right, they searched and maybe the search parameters weren't correct on Infinity War at the time because it was still uploading, and whatever the reason was, people couldn't find it, they thought they had been snapped. I mean, half of Netflix users complaining that they can't find Infinity War on the streaming service, you gotta wonder, did Thanos snap? No, that's not the case, like I said, it's a bunch of other stuff. And including that the people that were not in the USA, let's just mention, the people that aren't in the USA weren't going to get it anyways on Christmas. That's the whole point. Uh, that was not the plan. They hadn't planned to roll this out internationally. So people who were international are like, I don't have Infinity War. And they're like, no shit. We did not put that on the fucking streaming service for you. So uh, to me, I, it's weird because... Go out and buy the fucking movie. If you want to see Infinity War that badly, just go buy the film and watch it. Stop bitching at Netflix because you're not in the right country. 
one way or another, they're going to get your money. Either you're going to pay Netflix to see the movie, you're going to pay a theater to see the movie, or you can just own the movie and then fucking own the movie. And guess what? If it goes off Netflix, you still have the movie. If fucking they stop putting it on um, fucking, what do they call that, on demand on like Xfinity and shit, you'll still have your movie. I don't understand why people have forgotten the art of purchasing film and CDs. Jesus Christ, this digital age is horseshit. To return to the the digital age of horseshit. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Netflix kind of had a funny response and said, uh, sorry, non-US pals, this is Netflix USA in particular that's going to be having uh, Infinity War. Uh, don't want anyone to feel snapped. Which, of course, like I said, it was funny that people were assuming they had been snapped. Now, one thing to note is that Kevin Feige sat down and did some sort of podcast, I think it was like Variety's playback podcast, and was talking about the long-term planning for him, for Marvel's Cinematic Universe, for everything moving forward out of 2019, and what happens from Avengers Endgame and beyond, all the things that connect and what happens with Kevin Feige moving forward. So uh, let's just read this little article here. Uh, Variety was talking with Kevin Feige, and Feige says the X-Men and Fantastic Four-based properties could enter the development early next year, saying right now they are not in development, but we've been told it's looking very, very good and could happen in the first six months of next year. I have a follow-up to this part of his uh, conversation really quickly because he says the deal could happen uh, or could finish up in the first six months of next year. Let's get a, a report, an update report on that. As industry insiders and executives are expecting that the deal will be closed and finalized the final week, essentially the end of uh, the fourth quarter of 2018, um, or I guess that's the first fiscal quarter of 2019, my bad, uh, it'll, it would be the end of the first fiscal month. Uh, they will be seeing, let's see, it says, according to industry insiders, executives are expecting a deal will close and be finalized in the last week of January 2019. The news came along with word of a potential blackout of Disney programs with Verizon's FIO service, which they came to terms with recently. Uh, so that is going to change things too. It seems like we are fast-tracking to the Disney and Fox deal being complete. Everything is being in place. All the deals they've need to make to move this along faster, they've made. Any of the changes the courts have said you need to do, dissolving certain parts of the company and changing things and giving up ownership rights to certain other aspects in the deal, Disney has done it without question. They play no bullshit. They want their properties. That is at the heart. Listen, it's great to acquire Fox. Fox, we acquired them, yay. The Murdochs don't own, oh, I guess they still do own Fox News, and that's fucking terrifying. Anyways, so, like, that's great and all, and the things that came with Fox are great and all. However, getting the X-Men, getting the Fantastic Four back under the roof of Marvel, think about how Marvel has done all these other movies, right? We've let, they've, they've shown us Doctor Strange, right? They've shown us Thor, right? They've shown us the Guardians correctly. We've seen the Avengers come together and, and do all the things they've done. We are on the cusp of getting this even bigger world where we can do even more things. And with that, see, it's like this great question. Do you immediately go, well, we have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Let's make movies. Or do you go, why don't we play long ball here and develop teams that can get into eventually have big movies where we can really interconnect? One thing I think Marvel and Disney were smart about with the talking about Netflix and some things happening, you know, you've seen a lot of the shows have been canceled. No Daredevil, no Iron Fist, no Luke Cage. We're still, jury's still out on Jessica Jones. Jury is still out on Punisher. Obviously, we're not getting the Defenders. So what does that mean? I think it means that this is what's happening. Kevin Feige goes on to talk about Disney+. Plus. And saying Disney Plus happens to be an exciting part of Hollywood Studios' future offerings. He says Disney Plus is yes, um, which is another exciting avenue and another exciting thing about being in the place at this time and going goes back to the amount of characters we have and the amount of stories we could tell. He also mentions that they've only been limited to three films a year because of Disney's massive, ever-growing film slate. With Disney Plus, however, the options are endless for Marvel Studios to pump out their original content for the MCU. When we announced 10 movies and people asked, what about all those other things? Um, only a certain number of slots to make movies per year. 
that's still true, but we have another outline. I think it'll be very unique and very special. Obviously, Loki is going to be confirmed for the thing, as is Vision and Scarlet Witch. It also appears that they have pitched a Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot series that might happen and debut in 2019 here. So it seems like they're going for the gold here, folks. Disney and Fox deal coming to a close, coupling that with Disney+. Plus. Honestly, Disney Plus is going to be an add-on for Hulu as well. They're going to make that an option like $4.99 and just add Disney Plus to your Hulu. And every motherfucker is going to do it under the sun. They could do it for $10.99 and people would still probably buy it. And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is there are certain um, certain apps or certain like uh, your PS4 or your 360 or whatever the fuck, your, your, your streaming devices, some of them, you know, can't handle... Uh, un, like new apps, like Roku's are old. They can't handle getting a bunch of new apps, so Disney Plus is going to miss a market. But they don't have to because they can, much like uh, Showtime, I think Stars, HBO did it as well. They can literally just, since they own Hulu, they can literally just chain themselves together to Hulu and make them simpatico and offer them as one thing, and people will buy. No, I'm signed up. No commercials, Disney Plus and Hulu for twenty nine twenty like nineteen ninety nine a month, let's say twenty bucks, right? I am fucking there, man. I get all the Disney stuff. I'm gonna get all the Marvel stuff, I'm gonna get all the Star Wars stuff, I'm gonna get all the Fox stuff. I'm also gonna get Hulu and all the shit that's on there. Yeah, you got no questions from me. That's what's gonna happen. I hope, hope, hope that is what actually comes to light. Uh, yeah, so they, you know, they do tease and talk about how that hopefully next year they can start, uh, developing these X-Men. I think it'd be dope. I know Legion is good and whatnot, but I really think it would be great to see X-Men in long form. Okay. So let's go twofold. You guys are going to hear this again later because I'm going to give you guys two different options. You have one option now. You'll have one option later. You can decide which adventure you choose. I guess I'm, I'm guessing I know the answer to this. So here's the deal. On December 31st, that's today if you're listening, if you start Avengers Infinity War at 9.48 and 54 seconds p.m., the snap will happen exactly at midnight, and you get to ring in the new year by crying your little eyes out. Uh, I think that would be cool to watch uh, Infinity War and have the snap happen right at Happy New Year! And then it's like uh, you hear the thunder and people start to fucking Steve. Uh, just fucking gone. Uh, here's some uh, more Kevin Feige stuff. Kevin Feige also addressed this question. And people, I guess, may be fearful. You do something for 10 years and you can immediately think, shit, maybe I need to go try something else. I've, I've tried my hand at doing Marvel really well. What if I go do the Star Wars universe really well? So Kevin Feige again talking on the Variety Podcast. Um uh, playback said uh, I'm an antsy person I've said before I don't like to sit at a desk we're in my office now and I almost never sit at that desk I like to jump around I like to move around so even thinking oh right I've been in this same space for 18 years well I guess theoretically yes but in actuality no it's been very different companies at least three of the four incarnations of this company since I've been here this current incarnation is pretty great he goes on to praise his current position at Marvel and the working relationship he has with higher-ups at Disney. He says, The people I work with at Marvel Studios are great. The people I work for at the Walt Disney Studios are incredible and the best mentors I've ever had in this business. Working at this studio at this time is pretty satisfying, and I like to make a lot of different types of movies, and these characters, as you've seen in 22 movies, provide a way to do lots of different films. He goes on to say people can lump them together. Superhero movies or comic book movies, but to us, they're movies. And to us, we think, what kind of stories do we want? Or what kind of stories haven't we done? What kind of movies do we like that we haven't gotten to do yet? And then we decide to make, or then we decide what to make. We're very lucky to be in that position. There's a, another thing that Kevin Feige goes on to say in this thing that's really good. He talks about diversity. Someone asking, is Black Panther going to encourage the studio to stay on the path that they've always wanted to go on? Feige elaborating, saying, yes, absolutely. Sometimes people have to ask very directly, is Black Panther a one-off? In terms of inclusion representation, the answer is no. It's the beginning. Uh, that it worked out so well and it has worked out just encourages to 
uh, just encourages us to head in the direction that we were going to head anyways. You look at that film and the experience of the film, and it was incredible. That movie, obviously, would not have been what it was if everyone sitting around the table looked at me or you. Uh, and that's actually true for all the movies. Oh, if everyone sitting around the table looked like me or you, and that's actually true for all the movies. He goes on to explain that uh, the production team at Marvel is nearly split down the middle, being made equally part men and female. As Marvel Studios has grown, as has our collective team has grown. It's the same thing. It's almost half men, half women now. We try to grow and promote in-house. Almost anybody that worked around me uh, has worked here for many, many years, and people going on the uh going on the produce some of our films came in between people producing the films now when you have diverse voices you get better stories and you get more exciting stories and you get more surprising stories and that is something very very clear to us man kevin feige a man of uh sometimes few words and then also a man of very many important words uh one last thing he mentions he says uh, the only thing that we can officially announce after Avengers Endgame is the Spider-Man Far From Home movie that we're working on. There are other things in development. There are other filmmakers, including the Eternals director and Black Widow directors, who are working on things in development. But when and where and how and why, we haven't discussed yet. But it is fair to say that we will continue making films after Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. He didn't officially name drop Eternals or Black Widow. Um, they were just saying them and he was like nodding yeah uh the way we do it is sort of the way we've done it up to now in unexpected ways continue to bring characters to the screen you've not seen before while at the same time seeing the new stories and new ways of the heroes you already know uh i'm looking forward to the future of marvel obviously i'm a big fan boy don't you guys know haven't you figured it out here's something that bums me out though as a fanboy of marvel as a fanboy of dc as a fanboy of comic books in general as a fanboy of the medium of telling stories about heroes, people who are extraordinarily doesn't necessarily mean they're superheroes. Rick Grimes to me is a hero, a superhero at that, but he is not a superhero if that makes sense. But here's some shitty shit. For one, Las Vegas man, supervillains don't just exist on the pages of comic books. They exist in real life as well, and one is responsible for the theft of 100 thousand dollars worth of comic books according to news three las vegas two suspects broke into daniel ballard's storage uh, life storage unit on thursday december 27th and stole 12 boxes of comic books totaling around 3,000 individual books including several valuable issues the crown jewel of it was the amazing spider-man you guys I had the entire run 1 to 170, Volume 1 and 2, and I had a lot of other issues. First appearance Venom, Death of Captain Stacy, the first appearance of the Punisher. It wasn't just his personal collection that was stolen. Some of them belonged to a charity that he worked with, Critical Care Comics. The charity delivers comics to children in hospitals. <laughs> I felt like such a dork because I'm a grown man crying over comics, but the whole theft brought me to tears. When they broke in, they went straight to my unit. They only broke into my unit, and they took my... They only took the comics. So it seems somebody cased him, knew he had them, had, uh, you know, some form of lock on knowing that somebody he knows in his inner circle knew about those books, knew where to find the books, knew he wouldn't be at his storage unit at a certain time, and knew it was easy to break into storage units because it is. It's why I would never hold my shit if I can help it in a storage unit. Uh, it is a very unfortunate story. I do hope that this gentleman, uh, Daniel Ballard, gets his comics back. It is mind-blowing that the crown jewel of it was Amazing Spider-Man. And that the, It's funny to me because it's like, I'm not the guy that stole these comics. But if I had a chance, I still wouldn't have done it. But man, he has all the ones I need, you know? It's like, shit. Having, fuck, issue 1 to 170, man, just to have a complete... I mean, you've got... So many amazing first appearances in the first fucking 20 books. I mean, let's just look at it for real. First appearance of Chameleon. First appearance of Captain Stacy. First appearance of J. Jonah Jameson. First appearance of fucking... Uh, no, Mary Jane doesn't appear until later. Uh, you got, like, the first appearance of Doc Ock. First appearance of Sandman. First appearance of Vulture. Fucking first appearance of Green Goblin. And uh, Craven the Hunter. And Mysterio. And first appearances of um, Scorpion, you know? I mean, some of the legacy characters of fucking Spidey were birthed in this guy's first run. 
You know, and I mean, to go on, issue like 46 is the first appearance of Shocker, and you've got uh, fucking um, issue 28's first appearance of Molten Man. Uh, issue 50 is the first Kingpin. I mean, dude, that is some shitty shit to have happen, is all I can really, really dive into. And I would be, you know, I guess here's the thing. He obviously has to have some sort of um, insurance, I guess. So uh, a lot of people said, you know, that they just feel bad for this guy. Um, he said one comic in there is worth $5,000 alone, just one book. That was almost definitely issue one. Um, but he spent uh, 20 years collecting the comics and planning one day to hand them down to his son. He's hopeful he'll be able to identify the thieves in the surveillance photo and lead the police to the books. Me too, man. Me too. Let's hope that this world gets better. So, guys, we're pretty much wrapped up with the final episode of the Journey into Comics podcast for 2018. Now, as we move into 2019, other things are happening. It's the five-year anniversary of this show, five years of me podcasting, debuting new shows, new sh- uh, a show. I mean, think about like, okay, example, this time next year, Brews with Dudes will be over 100 episodes. That's fucking crazy. Podcastrophy will be over 100 episodes. Journey into Comics will be nearing 300 episodes at this time next year. So, I mean... It's a fucking whirlwind, man. It's crazy to me how podcasting has changed and affected my life in such a positive way. And to hear so many different people praise the network for different reasons, uh, whether it's how we um, present ourselves, our quality of sound, our production values, whether it's our content alone or the way they like the voices of the hosts or the content that the hosts discuss or any, 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 the, just the specificity of whatever the topic is that they are discussing. I mean, there are so many different reasons we get listeners, man. When I started all this shit, that was not the plan. And I'm really, really fucking stoked for the future of the journey into comics podcast and journey into comics network folks. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Obviously, you can check us out at journeyintocomics.com or go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. You'll get all the shows on our network now featuring. You guys ready for it? Because I'm going to do the full breakdown list. Now featuring Journey Into Comics, Poor 360, Journey Into Wrestling, Foodies Watching Movies, Adulting Ain't Easy, Podcastrophy, Kids for Sale, Crucial Tunes, The Voice of Survival, Gallifradio, Brews with Dudes, and Dungeons with Dudes. Now, like I said, some of those shows are going to be on hiatus. You're not going to have Gallifradio for the majority of 2019. You're not going to hear Adulting Ain't Easy until like early summertime. Same thing is to be said for Kids for Sale. We're just giving the hosts time to do other things and not feel bogged down by the shows they already have, folks. I think that's going to do it. Make sure to go to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash journey into comics you guys know the buck early access exclusive content all that shit i think that's going to do it for this week's episode of journey into comics this is journey into comics 224 i am your host nate and as always folks fill your brains with shit later